Hello and welcome and happy hump day. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper. I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening and no one cares, the show where every episode's the last episode. Today, our foreign friend in England, Tony Five, will join us for whatever the hell this show is. <laughs> saw that little face of yours i went straight up clicked that button clicked off the porn and ready to go oh what porn were you watching nothing just animal sex (laughs) how are you my friend i'm good yeah uh doing doing good my moods have been better this week how are you i'm living i'm very tired i'm actually on call i was i had a five o'clock um job this morning um which was a really quite freaky but it was um can you talk about it or not really um can i talk about it? yeah i guess it's been publicized now so weirdly i went to uh, so part of one of my jobs i do i do drug enforcement drug policy enforcement so i'll go to places and i'll test people uh for i'm not used to you having a job you can talk about by the way it's kind of interesting yeah i know this is a, a sideline hustle because we never really talk about the gangbang uh, preparation job. exactly all right so know, you right. drug enforcement that's what you do yeah so it's independent so it's for a big pharmaceutical company that supplies the drug testing equipment right so companies contact them and they say we've got a drug policy we need someone to come and enforce it so it could be for pre-employment so before they've started a job they could be for a cause so it's been an accident um or it could be just random checks as like per sort of government policy or whatever if they're government departments right <clears throat> and this one just weirdly was it was really freaky so i went to a depot of uh, i won't say the company but it's big depot and there was like i don't know 10 people i had to test and i was like you know i never usually go to this place so i asked the guy what was going on he goes well one of our one of our staff was murdered oh lovely i thought so as well and i was like right and um so you tested the dead body or what correct it was mad high on cocaine (laughs) um sort of zooming around but no what it was it was like a weird almost like a soap opera thing so basically they're they're all it's it's a mainly a masculine job or a male orientated job and there's one female there and the one female had been having an affair with this one guy who also worked there, okay? Okay. The ex-husband of said lady and the son came into that woman's house and murdered the boyfriend. Okay, I mean, that's why, why wouldn't you murder a boyfriend? Correct. And this was on the news and everything, right? The other person, so basically her ex-husband got 24 years in prison, her son got 21 years in prison, and her boyfriend at the time got murdered. So no one was a winner. I thought it was usually 25 to life. You can just murder someone and then just 24 years later be, I don't know, in the park? Yeah, with 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 chance for parole in 12. Yeah, in a half a time. I feel like it should be a little longer than that, but that's just me. Me too. I'm not for the death penalty, but I'm for really long sentences for murderers. That's all. Well, we don't have death penalties here. What we have is where people just stand outside and people tut at them. Because mm. that's what we do in England. 
Oh, God, how awful. And you're not allowed to buy tea. Or if you are, you you have to put it in the microwave first. You can't just have yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, David, don't, even, don't, don't lower the tone fucking putting tea in a microwave. What is the matter with you? So who are you testing or what was going on exactly? Basically, the depot, this happened a year ago. Yeah. And they told the depot and everybody just kind of, because it was such a shock. They had started to do drugs and drink to kind of compensate. There was a lot of PTSD. Yeah. And nearly the whole depot had started to suffer from mental health, anxiety. Can imagine, right? Right. Because they come in, because they, they all knew this guy, because this guy had been working for like 15 years or something. Wow. So the depot manager was like, I need to make sure all the guys, because they do sort of, they work on machinery and things like that. So he goes, like, I need to make sure these guys are ready for work. Um, and out of the 10 I did, uh, two failed. Wow. It, they, they just had to be sent home? Or are they going to lose their jobs over this or what? No, that depends on their policy. I don't stay around long enough. I just... Okay. So you just kind of enforce it. You assist with the drug testing. I enforce the policy. I give them all the details that's gone through. All right. So you're sort of like an independent drug tester, but in terms of what happens at the company, that's up to them. Completely. We're completely independent. I don't know because different companies have different... Some people get fired immediately. Some people get reprimanded or a warning. Correct. Or some people, they like some companies are good. They give them the opportunity to um, like rehab or, or talking about things. Like if they've got a drink problem, for example, they yeah. can say, look, you know, we can offer you support if you sign this document and, you know, you're subject to random testing for the next I don't know, six months. But anyway, so what it was is that what the funny thing was that each person came in and had a different variation of the story oh wow okay right so the first one was like let's let's call the the woman in question jill right isn't that criminal 101 after you kill the person you're like hey let's have a little team huddle if the police ask you what happened <laughs> let's say this let's stick to our story right so it was like a really weird so each person came in and go oh jill's really nice and then the second person, oh jill's such a whore she slept with every driver here so then you get more of a story basically this woman which she was nicknamed the black widow which to be fair if you're nicknamed the black widow fuck me stay away from her right right yeah her ex-husband was a career a career criminal who had threatened each and every driver but it just happened the last person thought oh no he's not going to do anything and then he broke into his house and with the son and uh, murdered him in a closet I guess he wasn't bluffing, but if you're a career criminal, I guess murder wasn't on the list up until then, or at least getting caught wasn't on the list. I don't know, but I think he had no fear. He just saw red. So what I ascertained towards the end of it, that this woman, do you have the expression cock tease or do you have that expression? Sure. Yeah. Like a flirt. Yeah, basically. Well, I think he, the, the relationship, so he had, had three kids with this woman, but apparently all the way through she was unfaithful. And I think he got to the point where he, his masculinity was just so battered that he thought, well, and every time she flirted with someone or, or was having an affair, he would threaten them. They'd kind of go, okay, no problem and leave. It just happened that this, this last guy was obsessed with her, was besotted with her. And was staying with her, living with her, even despite the guy having broken his car, setting fire to his, like... <laughs> You'd think he would have taken the warning, I guess. Right? This is what I mean. It was so interesting. It was so fascinating, David. But I feel like if you're with someone and they, they, they're an affront to your masculinity time in and time out, maybe not murdering the person they cheat with, maybe just leaving them is the way to move. Correct. But you know what it's like? Like, for example, he just couldn't... Um, 
he, I don't think he could just let go. And uh, it got yeah, it got to the point where it was so wound up. The guy who he murdered wasn't aggressive at all. He was like a really gentle guy. But anyway, so she's back at work. She's had to change her identity, weirdly. So she's gone from a blonde to a brunette. She's gone from long hair to short hair. She's uh, lost weight because she was a bit bigger. So, so like, for me, it was absolutely fascinating that this was all happening in this one. Oh, did you see her? Did you see her? I had to test her, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was the... Get this, they're so funny. She was the last person, so I got nine stories, then I got it straight from the whore's mouth. This has happened last year, and obviously they've all come back to work after varying amounts of time off. I went back to the, the place where it happened. Okay, and how was, how was she? Or you don't can't talk about it? She was weird. I mean, I mean, honestly, you know what I'm like. I'm a bit fucked up. She was quite attractive. I would have fucked her. Might have cost you your life. Correct. But you know what I'm like, David? Life on the edge, baby. Life on the edge. My God. And I can handle myself. So that's a fun day. Is that like a, is that just a Monday for you? Yeah, but the, the problem was because we had to sort of catch everybody unawares, I was on site at like 4.30 in the morning. I was absolutely crackered. And then I had to do um, like, you know, a six hour day and then I've just come back and uh, yeah, a bit tired. Any other weird characters there? Yeah, really weird because um, you'd get different parts of the story. So that the, um, I'm surprised they would want to talk about it to a stranger. Well, I, I'm easygoing, right? And I was like, after they, after the first one told me, I was just fascinated. I just kept saying, okay, so what's your deal? I can imagine, yeah. I'm just surprised. Because it's such a weird story, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised people weren't like, I don't want to talk about that or, or just, you know. Well, but. I think they've all had like their counseling. They've all gone away and then they've come back and blah, blah, blah. So like the first one was like, oh yeah, this was really happy. He was a really great guy. And, you know, we were all gutted. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, sweet. That's nice. The second one was, yeah, well, she's a bit of a whore, so. So, you know, we all told him, but he didn't want to listen. And then the other one was like, well, he'd had his car broken into and set on fire and his family were threatened, but he didn't want... Do you see what I mean? It was just getting weirdly more progressive. Like, Yeah, wow. As the, as the stories got on. And then, like, really finally, the culmination was her coming in, seeing what all of this fuss was about. And, you know, she wasn't unattractive, but apparently she'd made her way through pretty much all... Of, like, she'd, you know, she'd made her way through all of the other workers there. Well, now she can do it because the murderer is locked up so she can just sleep with who she wants at this point i guess so there's a free for all now yeah i'll give you a number at the end of the show and she's got three kids whose daddy's in jail because three children because he murdered mommy's a uh, secret lover well the the oldest one i think he was 21 wow the 21 year old but obviously had been i don't know brainwashed or something by the dad Wow, wow. That's crazy. Weird, right? Yeah, it's absolutely wild. Bonkers. That's what I mean. It's just like, but if I was to tell you the story and it was like a show, you'd be like, okay, fair enough. But it's actually real life and it's like publicized. It was on the BBC website and it's like, you can see it on Google. You can see after the show, I'll I'll send you the um, the link, but you can see the interview. Great. I'll masturbate to it. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, uh, apparently these two idiots decided that they were going to go and do him in and they got to the house, turned away the cameras not realizing that their face is turning away the cameras. <laughs> what, like the ring camera or just the home? Yeah, yeah, well. the, yeah and they turned it away. And then other, other home cameras are available, not just murderers. And, um, you know, like, and then he, and then they came back later and did this guy in. And we've uh, fulfilled our obligations to Ring to Home Security, <laughs> which is our sponsor. Thank you very much. Ring, not just for murderers. Not just for murderers. It's is that their new tagline? I guess so. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, all these cameras are just at everybody's doorfront now. And like, oh, it's so convenient. But you can't commit crimes anymore. No, it's bad. You can't do, like, doorstep robberies and all sorts of stuff. Because you see, you can tell, like, every... Ring should 
they're very clever because if you look at like CNN or whatever and there's been like a, a murder or something, there's always someone with a ring cam and you see ring at the bottom. Oh, and there's a little ring watermark. <laughs> Rings like, sure, CNN, you can show our, our footage of a murder. Just uh, give us, you know, a little watermark in the video. That's crazy. Just give us a watermark because let people do it. Yeah. So tell me about your week then. What's been going on your end, dude? Not a whole lot. This week wasn't too, too busy. Um, yeah, I haven't really been up to much. Just kind of enjoying unemployed life, Tony. It, here, like, the, the sort of feeling is uh, the conservative government here is imploding, right? Mm. It's just falling apart. You're about to have so your 30th other, prime minister in as many yeah, days or something? Every other day, there is some, and they call it here, they call it sleaze. So it's where it's like corruption. It's kind of not as bad as corruption, like your coke-taking mayor in Toronto. Crack. Not as bad as may like, he rest in 10 feet under crack piece. mayor exactly um what did he was the crack man wasn't he the crack mayor he Toronto, was uh, right? affectionately known as the crack mayor yeah rob ford what's his name rob ford yeah and now his brother who survived him is the uh the premier like the head of the province of ontario oh wow okay, who's like the head of like I northern ireland england uh, Wales and Scotland. Is there like a leader of the country? Like, is that a, is that a position? Yeah, prime minister. Yeah, but isn't there like a separate one for each? Yeah, but they don't really have any power. There is like a Taoist, so that's like the leader of the um, of the Northern Ireland Parliament. There's a guy who's like leader of the SDP, which is a Scottish party. He's a leader of that. There's a leader of the Welsh Assembly. But generally speaking, they all answer to the prime minister. So they control their own provinces, like you say. I see, I see. But the prime minister looks after basically Great Britain. They have their own legislature and the head of the legislature is the head of the country, like effectively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the queen's the head of, or the king's the head of the country, but effectively. Easy, David. What? Cross your hands and hope to die. Don't mention her again, David, please. We're still getting over it. We don't talk about Elizabeth? No, too soon, David, too soon. The, ki the queen is dead, long live the king? Is that how it works? Yeah, too soon, David, too okay. soon. It always brings a tear to my eye. Um, but yeah, oh, you've taken me off track. But it's weird because there's like these assemblies or legislatures for each country yeah. and they're the head of their own country effectively, but then the one for England is the head of everything. Which is the correct, yeah. And they kind of make the rules as it were. Um, and it has to go through different parliament. And Scotland tried to separate, maybe Wales will try. You think they'll succeed? Yeah, and it'll be completely what they call devolution, like a devolved. Do you think they should be independent? Like Scotland, Wales, maybe also Northern Ireland? I see why they would want, because they will always complain that they're following Westminster's um, dictate. And they're not wrong. And the Scottish people hate, obviously, the English, and since uh, Mel Gibson did that film. But they, they had a referendum, didn't they, in Scotland? Correct, and they didn't. They voted against it. They voted to stay within the United Kingdom. What was the margin, do you remember? No, but it wasn't that bad. But the woman who kind of organised it, she was like sent away under a cloud because you know they all hated her and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the but the thing is, you you must imagine that the centre of all the economics, the policies there, the the wealth is in England. But it, so what? So if you start to dev devolve yourself from that, you're not going to get access to those that level of funding because actually it comes in centrally and gets sent away. Independence for some countries is more important than that, you know? Correct. So I would say the Welsh and the Scottish are very patriotic group and they would definitely want to be like obviously Ireland, as you're aware, is a republic. Yeah? Sure. Not the island of Ireland. So when you went to Dublin, that's, that's always where it's a bit confusing. So the island of well, Ireland. I mean, I get it, but I, people who haven't been there, Ireland is a republic, but then the northern tip of it is a separate country. Correct, which is part of England. But the whole right. island is called Ireland. But, but, and, and it's an island. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, Cyprus is an island, but it's divided between the Greeks and the Turks or Hispaniola is an island divided between the Dominican and Haiti. It's the same, you know, it's the same kind of thing. 
Okay, right, yeah, so it's like that. And then obviously in each one, there's people for and against the Republic and so on and so forth. So, for example, if you go to Northern Ireland, you would have seen some areas which were really patriotic and there's kings and stuff. And some people just had an effigy of the king burning with his big old ears. <laughs> his big old witch ears. So, yeah, so you kind of get like... Um, yeah, you kind of I mean, get... This happened thing. in Canada in the 90s. Like, Quebec wanted to Did separate, it? and the rest of Canada's like, what are you going to do for the dollar? What are you going to do for central banking? What are you going to do about all the wealth? And a lot of people were just like, we don't care. We would rather we suffer and figure it out and print our own dollar and deal with the inflation of it and deal with economic crisis. We'd rather be our own country in control than deal uh, with that. Uh, some people said no, and I imagine it's the same way in Scotland. Scotland's are like... Yeah, what was the breakdown of, of people? It was so close, but there was like... there was. Oh. I I mean, wow. the, the, the English-speaking side, I guess my side, the patriotic Canadian side, not that I'm that patriotic, but, I mean, I was a kid. I was, like, nine years old. Um, that side complained that the polling stations in minority English, sorry, majority English areas had, like, yeah. very difficult access. Yeah, the yeah, the police like were, like, arrested. You know, they, they, they basically, the, friend, the separatists made it impossible for people to vote in the polling stations in areas where they thought they would vote stay. Yeah, uh, okay. And then the margin was so close. It was, like, 49.5, oh, wow. 50.5. I don't remember, no, remember what it was exactly. Wow. But. So Quebec is not an independent state. It is part of Canada. It would be a province, yeah. but yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of concessions to give them... Um, 50.58 and 49.42. Good Lord, that is close. Wow. Extremely close. So where does this... Is, do you have a central government in Toronto, oh, in Canada, right? It's in, Ontario, it's, uh, in Ottawa, the central government. In, and so, for example, is is money for, I don't know, utilities and stuff like that divested from there? Or, or No, the to- provinces are responsible for their own utilities. So the, the legislature for the province is actually in Toronto, which is kind of weird. So, like, the, oh. the, the provincial government that's in charge of all of Ontario's in Toronto, the biggest city. So, the economic kind of capital of Canada is the capital of the province. But then for the whole country, somebody showed Queen Victoria. I don't quite remember how the story goes. But when Canada was being settled as, like, a colony, someone yeah. showed the queen, like, hey, here's some paintings. It's obviously before cameras. Here's some paintings of a few <laughs> cities. Why don't you pick the capital? And she looked at the painting of Ottawa, and she's like, that's a beautiful city. That shall be the capital. And it is, like, by far not the biggest city or most important city. It's kind of like Washington, D.C. in the U.S. It's just like, if D.C. It's wasn't nothing. the capital of the U.S., it would be nothing. Yes. It's almost like I went to L.A. once, and the capital of California wasn't where I thought it was L.A. It was Sacramento. Sacramento, yeah, and it's tiny. Which was, like, a really odd place. And it's so like hot there. and dry it's like yeah. it's arid and there's not that many people there and it's quiet there's nothing there you just roll up on it you see maybe like 10 medium-sized skyscrapers in the middle yeah. of nothing and that's Correct. all it is it's like it's, it's bizarre the capital. it's the, the the state capital that's of, right of Cap- state california capital. that's exactly right the capital of california which i was thought was weird but is it new york the capital of new york uh no it's albany see i would never know these things yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, I mean, this happens around the world, isn't like yeah, yeah, like Brasilia that. is the capital of Brazil, I think. Yes, yeah, and that's like again. a tiny city compared to like Rio and Sao Paulo, which are like yeah. billions of Huge. people. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's you know, that's 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 how it goes. Strange yeah. capital pickings. We've really so covered I, some important topics here. I did. Well, I came in with a topic today. David, oh, I'm about, excited. Um, I know, right? Um, so there's been content, a- Tony. Go ahead. I know, David. Content. Keyword, David. Content. We love it. Con and ten. You love. Uh, I love a con, and you love to stay outside. Con so, ten, David. Talking about Emmanuel Kant. I understand. Go on. 
Correct. Um, so I um, have been thinking about um, my other job, obviously relates to a little bit of defence, and I was talking about the war in Ukraine and Russia and so on. But uh, um, Rishi Sunak, who's the Prime Minister of the, the UK today, yeah. today at least, uh, whichever day you're listening to, it might be different. We might have had three more since then. <laughs> and even Boris might have come back, let's be honest now. Um, he has said that the next greatest threat to the world is China. And I wanted to ask your opinion of that, like economically, or just once they become, they're just slowly getting more powerful, and they're slowly improving human rights for a billion people. And it's not great right now, but every year it gets a little better. And the trend, and once they hit that critical mass, it's not like things are going to be great for just a small percentage of the country. You know, they're they're really, I mean, ostensibly communism is really for raising that standard of living for everyone. Do they do it perfectly? No. Are there billionaires with extreme wealth uh, working off the backs of poor Chinese people? Definitely. But uh, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. Well, I just think if you were to step back from it, the Chinese are integrated in pretty much everything. I mean, I'm looking at your room. Pretty much everything that's around you or whatever has got some level of Chinese component or Chinese. We're talking through microphones and microchips and sound recorders and computers with monitors. It's all made in China. It's all made in China. So you kind of think, well, you've got so much of it. If they just said, right, guys, no, you're not getting anything. I think it could bring the global, like everywhere else, just to their knees, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for now, it suits them to export microchips and all, but maybe they, they get enough ins, like insulated wealth and like, yes. fuck it, we don't want to sell Americans this shit yeah. for cheap, you know? We're, we're fine now. Yeah, because the people go to China because of obviously the, the cheap labor, right? And the cheap material cost and everything. And if they just said, well, we're putting up all of our prices by 50%, I mean, it would cripple economies all over the world. But the biggest thing is, and you're probably a tech guy, you probably know, but all cars have got an ECU, which is this, the brain of the car, for example. Sure, yeah. And um, a lot of people think that in these sealed units, so much so that they the components have got maybe um, a sort of stealthy way of sending data back to these huge servers in China. Maybe. So a lot of a lot of the um, UK government have actually started taking apart their ECUs and cars to see if there's a way of these things piggybacking radio frequencies to see, you know, for example, where the Prime Minister's movements are and, and for example, any car in the world. Wouldn't surprise well, me is, either way. It wouldn't surprise me, right? And without going down conspiracy theories or rabbit hole, that could be the long game, right? The Chinese could be the long game. I just find it fascinating that I mean, know, I'll be dead before putting, they take over. Putting, like, you know, little worms, as they're called, yes. into computer systems is like incredibly easy there's many documented cases of uh state governments doing it yes yeah, uh, yeah. have you heard of the stuxnet virus i think we talked no. about this a long time ago stuxnet this is the one that could um so could... It, pro- it propagated on usb sticks so yes um it was on like the the internal kind of comp- the internal workings of a usb stick to the point where, like, it wasn't on the files on the stick. It was, like, on the, like, embedded chips. Now, it was the thing that said it was an authenticated um, device. I remember so a trusted device. It was hidden in that code somewhere. So when Something you like it that. In, but yeah, essentially, it spread it. across, like, most computers. But yes. it was just a dormant thing. It would just spread, yes. and its goal was to infect USB sticks and hard drives. And it kind of, like, a 30, at one point, I think 20 or 30% of every computer in the, in the world had it and it was totally yeah. benign didn't slow things yeah. down didn't do any spying 
but it was designed to target target these Siemens machines, not Siemens, yes. uh, that are basically centrifuges that are used by pharmaceutical companies. Yes, and it overheated these bad boys. I've read this but story. The, but it, it only overheated them when they were used to refine uranium. Uranium. Because yeah, the Iranians, as part of their, uh, and it was de- speculated to be developed by the Israelis and the U.S. government, like on a shared operation but essentially yeah. the iranians had these old semen machines and semen yes. machines in there like where they were just developing nuclear weapons and they kept burning out and they couldn't work out they why, couldn't right? figure out why but those yes. those labs were completely sealed from the yes. internet because the iranians weren't idiots so yeah. the the scientists gapped, didn't it? that was called air gapping exactly computers. so the scientists would come in and they do the work they do some coding whatever and if they were a little bit sloppy and they're like oh shit i was supposed to get this work done uh in the lab and i gotta go home and do my you know eats with my wife and whatever the fuck they're doing uh they take their work home on a u.s stick and so that it was it was the most genius thing it's genius this is what i'm saying this was in the night like this was late 90s i think and can you imagine they be doing now exactly i'm not saying they are doing anything i'm just saying the sky's the limit and the thing you think they're doing they're probably not like no one could have if if i'd said imagine a scenario where the u.s delayed the iranian nuclear problem uh program rather i I would not have been able to describe that to you even though i would have understood all the components to get there i wouldn't have i wouldn't even have imagined it and so that so who knows i don't know if the chinese are, are fucking with the east of the engine control units and cars to yeah. spy on the whereabouts of but there's probably some equivalent thing that's possible Correct. you know and so. there is some, probably something i i really have a feeling there is something dormant like already now i do feel that all of our devices are sort of observing us listening to us or whatever i think that technology is so obvious that that that's happening in the world um but what they're doing with it or what the long game is i just don't know you know stuck really now was know. 2005 i was wrong about late 90s but still that was like 18 years ago 18 years ago and it's so clever like it just lay dormant and attacked that one like sort of facility or that one domain that's that is absolute genius whoever thought of that whoever walked into the office goes listen guys i've got a great idea well, I mean, it was probably like, you know, the CIA, uh, is, there's like, uh, well, they would have developed like the, the worm, but field yeah. agents in Iran would be informing like what the nature of the lab is, what machines do they have? The fact yeah. that these scientists are sloppy with their USB sticks, even though they, like they had to get the intel, like think yes. of all the people to actually the chain. Yeah. And then they got to get, they got to get a copy of these like old machines for you're finding uranium, probably in Los Alamos and look at their exploits. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's insane uh and then and then they, they had to like tweak the machines so they failed a little bit but not so much so the iranians weren't like well these machines are broken uh you know it's 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 insane to think about and this is just one documented instance uh and that was 18 years ago so these kinds of like covert wormy operations done by state actors like who knows i mean what we learned about the election with the russia making these like uh sand puppets yeah. or the false bot yeah yeah bots saying oh to biden did this or oh you know hillary clinton did that and then people believing it and then sharing it as if it were true and as if it were true yeah. and then once someone you know shares it as if it were true it's it becomes more and more seem, truth seeming to you you know it's yeah i don't what's know what's your thoughts on this ai then because i i just ai is going to assist GP. in these efforts you know it's going to help with yeah. getting things developed more quickly um, wow, it's a little it's scary. But it, there's also the, the other end of it. Like, um, can AI be used to detect whether something was written by AI? You know, like, can let's say, uh, vi- you know, viruses and engine control units written by AI to make them really smart. Could you write an AI to detect these viruses? You know, like, yeah. 
both sides of it. So it'll be kind of an arms race. It's not like the the power of AI is just going to be in the arms of, of like uh, the dangerous. It's also going to be used as a tool to prevent danger. So I don't know. I don't know. So like here in the UK, there are lots of companies laying off people with um, AI being the scapegoat. Like, for example, British Telecom here are laying off thousands of people saying that they're replacing them by 2020, I think 2025 or 28 with AI. It's scary. But if you think of switchboard operators, all those ladies who would yeah. like plug in the, you know, or, yeah. or, or the people who worked at the Telegraph, you know, taking the and then and then yeah. sending off a courier, you know, you know, to deliver the message across the ocean. Like it's scary, but I think there'll be new jobs. I suppose, yeah, technology out some because of the, 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 you know, the rise of technology. Even with coding, like I just described, AI-assisted, you know, viruses, there's speculation that AI will be able to write a lot of software, but then it's like, okay, there'll be some higher-order job of, like, massaging the AI to write good software, you know, and that's a whole new job that gets created. Um, I don't know if it'll outweigh the amount of software developers who get fired, but I, I do think new jobs will be created as old ones get obsoleted. I mean, it's always been that way. Think of assembly lines in factories. Yeah, it's all robotic now and so on and so forth. You know, so there, there wouldn't be companies building assembly line robotics, but there would be assembly line workers who hadn't been replaced yet. So I don't know if it scares me so, so much um, okay. yet, like in our lifetime. And I'm not having kids, so I'm not too, too worried about it. Are you definitely not going to have kids now? If you dropped off the not old definitely, uh, not definitely. Mini Cooper. I th I'm thi <laughs> Mini Cooper. <laughs> no, I, I think that's what I'm going to call your Willy. A Mini Cooper. It's it's Micro Cooper. Thank you very much. But um, really, really. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I haven't gotten a vasectomy yet. If that's what you're asking, I was going to maybe wait till I'm forty. Um, okay. Yeah. So. And Miranda doesn't want kids. Have, have you spoken about it? She at present does not want kids, Tony. Uh, you got a cat, haven't you? As well, you love that cat. I love the cat more and more every day. I know. That cat's annoying. But the cat's hers. Like, she just asked me today, if we broke up, would you get a new cat? Uh, and I, I don't know that I would. If you did break up, would you try and get custody of the cat? No. I would really? hope that we would be friends so I could visit the cat, but I don't know if she's... And the cat likes you as well, I don't know if it? she's an ex-friend kind of a person. Oh, okay. The cat likes you, though. I sometimes see you talking yeah, and the he's, cat sitting uh, on your head. Yeah, he's, he's friendly. He's, he sleeps with us. He's cuddly. He's very friendly. You would love him, Tony. I think he would he's change not your... A, he's not an outdoor cat. He's a house cat, isn't he? Outdoor in Manhattan? He would last 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. He would get knifed, didn't he? There's rats that one rat could kill that thing. One New York rat, not like a, you know, not a, not a field rat, not like a, not like a, like a forest rat that has a no. pleasant life. We're talking about like New York <laughs> City. Rat. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about a ghetto rat. Straight from know? the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, straight from the Bronx. Because I remember you told me the Rat King thing and I, I couldn't sleep after that. Yeah, that's a horrifying. Did you look at the picture? Yeah, I did. And oh, I God. couldn't sleep for that night. That was absolutely horrific. For those who don't know what that is, that's when a bunch of rats get their tails all tangled. And they turn into like a super rat where some of them are dead and they just have their direction list. Uh, and they're supposed like to be zombie rats. They just drag them around yeah. by whoever's the strongest. And, and they're huge. They're supposed to be like an incredibly bad omen, like nation ending level bad omen. Like if the king, you, king, you know, in the 1600s, if this king saw a rat king, that would, you know, his kingdom's going to be like Ro the one before Rome fell. Uh, you know, they probably saw. Yeah, that's kind of the level. There was a rat king walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that when like they ended lost? Somebody saw the Rat King and they were like, shit, we got to end Lost now. No, that was uh, when they went into the writer's room. They saw a Rat King and so they couldn't just bring it all together in the end. Right. Okay, fair enough. They just ended it obtusely. Yeah. Oh, well, this was fun, David. Tony, always a goddamn pleasure. Always a pleasure, David. This was great. I enjoyed this. We've gone from Rat King to solving the, you know, the peace 
of the world mm-hmm. um, via your little winky. My micro Cooper, Tony. I do like the idea of Mini Cooper. It's very good. Um, yeah, David, it's been good fun. Hopefully this will go out and someone will listen to it one day. If they do, uh, you can follow me on at RealTony5, I think. Yeah. Just Google it. If you see a funny guy with sunglasses, that's me. Just follow it. If not, don't worry about it. To be fair, I don't care what you do if you're listening. If you're listening, you're probably lost in life. Tony's not your mother. He can't tell you what to do. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> I can't tell you what to do. David, it's been a pleasure. Not a chore. See you soon. I'm a little whore.